Sup, confidants? It's your girl, your high priestess, you know, the father, long legs herself, Teresa Lee. How's it going? I'm the host of this podcast. This podcast you're listening to, it's called You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. Even if you're not a comedian, you can make a confession. Um, I've been answering listener confessions at the beginning of the pod, trying that out here and there. So if you have a confession you want to leave, leave it. Call me 323-388-3521 or email me at tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com. If you do want me to reply but you don't want me to say it on the pod, maybe you're embarrassed, maybe you're shy, maybe you just, I don't know, you just don't want me to have content, um, you can um, just let me know and I won't read it. But I will still respond. So, look, I have a lot of time and ADHD, so I'll respond to everything you guys send me unless you're creepy. Speaking of um, sending me things, you can join the Super Confidant newsletter, um, $5 before the 5th of the month. You can also give me more than $5, but that's the minimum. And you'll be put on the list for the following month, paypal.me slash you can tell me anything. Um, I send video confessions. I record a video. I do a whole personal message. I send photos, juicy details about my life. Um, they're not that juicy. No, but they're fun. There's stuff that I think is interesting to people who want to know and not interesting to people who don't want to know. Am I really selling this? I don't know. Okay, guys, you might be thinking, hey, isn't it Friday? Why is there a new episode? We just had one. Um, like I told you, if you were paying attention, it is my birthday week. And um, because we did this last year with the solo episode, I did it again this year. But guess what? Not only is it my th birthday week, it's also my twin sister's birthday week. Wow, that is how genetics work. Would you believe that? Um, so actually, this is a very special episode because not only is it our birthday week, but today, the day you're listening to this, if you listen to it when it comes out, is our 30th fucking birthday. So um, I've decided to interview her, be nice to her. She is cooler than me, so of course it'll be nice to her, but she's not a comedian, so she was very nervous about this, and I talked her into doing it, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, without further ado, um, let's get into it. the studio with my guest um my twin sister the person i've known the longest my entire life she's known as dj housecat to some um she's known as may may to me and she's known to you as jenny what's up jenny hello it's weird because i actually think do you and i speak in chinese to each other anymore i'm trying to think i'm definitely no, using podcast voice with you right now which feels very weird because this is not how i normally talk to you do you know what i mean does it feel like podcast voice yeah, should I do podcast voice too? <laughs> do you have a podcast? No, voice? I don't. But I I do notice when I'm on like being recorded. Sometimes I get really nervous about like you said, and I I ramble a lot more than I normally do. We still had a podcast very briefly called yes. Tea and Jam that nobody listened to, but we did it because it was a way to, for us to keep in touch. When I lived in New York and you lived in L.A. Right, and uh, maybe that's the inception. Look, sometimes you try and fail and try and fail, and then you get something and then you're like that was the first time i tried it guys would you believe i've tried many podcasts before this <laughs> podcast um <laughs> no i think that was even before was i doing comedy i don't remember but i i think it literally was like in the early naissance of um podcasts like yeah we put it on soundcloud <clears throat> yeah we put it on soundcloud i i, I think maybe it probably the, is still up it, it's still up. no there's no way it's that kind of stuff costs money to host i think it just gets deleted 
Um, but I think we like would write these little outlines, and I don't even remember what we talked about. Um, but I remember, I remember we, we talked about porn. Oh. Why did that come up? I mean, we were t- uh, what in our yeah. early twenties in New York, um, fresh out of college. I'm sure it's not an uncommon thing to talk about. I don't remember that though. But I do remember that we would each record on our phones, and then try to sync it up on a computer. Yes, it, I don't think the quality was very great. Good. Um. What was I? Oh, I was talking about podcast voice. Oh, yeah. So I don't actually know. I didn't realize I do it so much. Like, I definitely feel like I have an air of authority when I when I interview someone because you have to. But um, I didn't notice how different it was from how I speak to you until just now when I was doing the intro because I turned to you and go like, my guess, what's up? But I'm like, I'm ne- I don't talk to you like that. How do I talk to you? It's normal to be like, and eh, now. No, but I, you know, I think I have a higher voice when I talk to you. I think I'm using a lower register. I, I think it saves my energy to talk for long periods of time to be maybe in my also because like radio voice is more boomy maybe but I feel like okay this is going to be my impression of me talking to you just for the audience to hear hey hello what I don't that's how I feel doesn't I feel like I'm like but that face was what's the word in great. Chinese like gen my voice is gen yeah very is like, like sharp. sharp how would you translate yeah. that sharp sharper shrill that's the translation it's shrill i'm nagging myself um you don't sound shrill but that's if you sound shrill i sound shrill because people have told us we have the same voice but we talk faster to each other we're both and in a higher register and we cut each other off maybe we do this less now because we both go to therapy but we used to cut each other off interrupt each other to the point where if our (laughs) friends were in the room (laughs) while we were talking they'd be like i feel like you're fighting and we're like we're not this is how we talk yeah, we we do do it. We we still do it sometimes. I think yes, you're right. We've gotten better about it. I think we probably it's like probably learned from family. <laughs> but do we speak Chinese to each other? Because it feels weird. Like no, on this podcast, don't. I feel like definitely I speak in English. And so, in in the beginning when I was introducing you and using podcast podcast, I like this term podcast voice. When I was using my podcast voice, I did feel like I was like, and now use English. But I don't know why I had that thought because I feel like I do always use English with you. But I don't feel like I limit myself. But all of a sudden, it was like these walls went up. It's like, like my computer code was like, uh, like input, like negative, like Chinese words. <laughs> but but the, I don't use a lot of Chinese with you. And then I stopped to think, and I was like, do I? I can't remember. We used to when we were kids. You- you, we I feel like we only do it now for like code words, but this doesn't even work anymore because everybody speaks Chinese. But um, when we were little, we, back we used to be like, I need to go to the bathroom, but we'd be like, I need to meow meow. This is like when we were tiny uh, kids. Yes, though. children who think if you just switch the word bathroom, nobody will know when you say, Mom, I need to cup. <laughs> like nobody knows what you're talking about. <clears throat> but no, you don't use Chinese with me. It's probably one second. Um. I'm going to cut that part out. What were we saying? Oh, the kids. Okay, we can move on. We can move on from children needing to pee. Um, <laughs> Jen, we always start this podcast. As you know, you've been, on, you've been around it because you've helped me engineer and improve the sound quality of this podcast. Um, we always start with a good confession. And that's just something nice because not all confessions are bad. Is there a good thing you would like to confess? Sure. Um, there's uh, yeah well the first thing that i guess the most recent on my mind is um that the first uh, thing 
you it's just one you just need one good confession yes the, um <laughs> there's just so many good things happening um oh my god i'm so but no i'm just kidding mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i just think of that joke you have about me how you say that I'm hash that I am hashtag what is it how does it sound to <laughs> Teresa you? hates when I uh I t- tell her jokes back to her and she's like yes tell me my joke no um, it's fine it's just it's just I a just joke making fun of me for being just hashtag blessed but I'm but that is you would you deny that <laughs> when you hear that I do am, you feel that I'm misrepresenting you no, I am somebody who tries actively to uh look at the good side of things but well, you know I had the same okay. light like when we talk about this joke because people may have heard it before um i used to do it quite often it was in the opening uh part of my set but when you hear it do you feel like ah teresa's misrepresenting me but that's just what she does or are you like that's funny because that's me like how do you feel like accurate about how i perceive you obviously in a more funny way knowing that you'll take it in good stride because you're like you have a sense of humor like i'm not the goal is never to make fun but um i'm curious like do you hear it and think she got me or are you like that's not me I, I don't think either of those things because I don't think the joke's really about me. It's a joke, right? So I don't take it personally. Is it about me? What do you think of someone who um, uses it, the hashtag blessed funny. and it goes running funny. in the morning? I do go running. <laughs> what do you think of I that? I think they are good habits. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on to my good confession. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I'm doing a gig tomorrow. It is I, at the beginning of the year. I told myself I kind of like set the goals for myself. Actually, we did it together. We sat down and made vision boards. Mine kind of ended up just being pictures of celebrities and dogs. But I did write out and my you goals. Worked with dogs that, <laughs> you're volunteering. I at do. A dog, this dog is tr- shelter. Yes, you're right. Um, but one of the things I wrote down in terms of like concrete goals, I think that works better for me than vision boards. But um, was I wanted to kind of transition my DJ uh, business more into doing more branded and like corporate uh, gigs. Also, I like to keep doing the weddings and parties, but I wanted to do things that would start putting my name out there so that then I could eventually mm-hmm. transition into my music, which is and the my end face goal. out there. Yes, this is the double benefit of having the same face. When <laughs> Teresa's out for something, my face is out there. When my face is out... Anyway, so uh, t- uh, tomorrow I'm doing a gig. Well, I guess it's yesterday because this comes out on Friday. So on Thursday, yesterday, this will have passed, um, but I'm doing a gig for T-Mobile and uh, I, when they booked it, I didn't really, you know, you don't always, they don't tell you a lot of these branded things. They just tell you it's a thing for a thing, Mm -hmm. but I looked it up and then I'm like, I realized that this um, gig is cooler than I originally had thought because um, they're only doing it at like certain flagship stores across the U.S. It's Miami, L- Las Vegas, San Francisco, like Times Square, hmm. Santa Monica. I, there's like maybe a couple more on there. Chicago. Ah, T-Mobile, so, the place we all think of when we think of Times Square. <laughs> so anyway, they're Can't launching this new, new York, New York. <laughs> yes, go, make sure you stop by the store. T-Mobile store. They're launching a, a new <laughs> thing with google pixel so they're having these like special parties at certain stores and mine is one of them which is a santa monica one so it was a cool little win just a little win because it's kind of i realized oh this was a goal i wanted to do more branded things and is it um, and i'm doing more branded is it open things. to public or is it like a it's open to public so you well oh, cool. it's, it's weird because i want to be like you can come but by the time this podcast is out it will have happened already but you can follow me for future things like this already plug in your your socials <laughs> you, you have to wait till the end never of, been on a podcast you have to before. wait till the end of the podcast i've listened to you the could, podcast before apply <laughs> <laughs> like if a plug comes naturally it comes naturally i once went on a podcast where um they were like they were because they were pretty big and they were like 
and one rule we know you're here to plug this thing but don't um we'll last you for it then don't plug it and i was like of course i know how it works but then the topic we were talking about because i was promoting this thing and the topic we were talking about was really related it like came up the origin story of it was about, anyway i can tell you guys it was about the sh- short film i made and we i told a story that very much tied into the short film so then that's when i was like like I found myself trying to dance around and I was like, and that's why I, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And I did it. And I did feel like the host kind of like, I could feel a visible like disappointment, but I, I, but then like, it's fine. But I was like, it just like felt so weird to be like, I'm here to promote this thing. And this story, like the whole thing is me talking about my experience of being bisexual or whatever. And it, and how I eventually was able to put it in my art. And they're asking about how you put in your art. And I was like, but, but I, okay, I'm going to talk about my short film. <laughs> but anyways maybe they just no, had it's fine. A, if it comes uh, up organically it's fine i i do think it's fine um that being said don't follow her um she she doesn't need more friends no i'm just kidding um i did used to tell people that when people were like asked because we used to live i have to say for the listeners we live in the same city now so we see each other a lot uh, now but we used to live for a long time after high school in different cities so we didn't mm-hmm. see each other a lot and so a lot of our friends didn't know we were twins Right. Would you say right. that's true? Yes. Even if I talked about you, it's just not something I, I bring up the first time I meet someone. Well, we didn't use to. Now I feel like maybe because I don't know Social when the change media. happened, but I started using twin. Like I'd be like my twin. But for the longest time, I used to say my sister um, because I in my head, you know what it is, is that we grew up together. And then in high school, after high school, we separated so that I just never thought for the need to clarify twin because all our lives people knew sister was my twin. But then suddenly I realized people were like getting offended that when they met you, they're like, you never told me you had a twin. And I'd be like, I talk about my sister all the time. Uh-huh, like, but uh-huh. you said sister, not twin. Well, so I don't say twin. I say my backup copy. Um, it's just, no, I'm just kidding. How do you know you're not the backup? Because uh, no, I came out first. <laughs> oh, this is true. <laughs> but it was C-section. Do the, what's the, um, what, when you, do you remember when we used to like have to sign papers um, and they, like one was like white, yellow, and one was pink mm-hmm. and the pen bled through the, the backs and then so you can have car- a carbon copy yes that's you're the yellow paper <laughs> thank you i am also a yellow person um <clears throat> okay wow sorry my throat is killing me today um why did we talk about that oh we we're talking about a twin okay so people didn't know and um now they do because we live in the same place and where was i going with this i Social do feel like our adhd following, does you get saying- more it does get flared up in <sighs> Jen. I yes. can't talk. Um, I feel like us being together sometimes because our brains are both like scattered in the same way that sometimes we both short circuit at the same time. Do you feel that? Yeah. I know oh, what I'm going to do my say. best to really <clears throat> stay focused. I know what I was going to say now. And what I was going to say was this, I was going to say that when we lived in different cities and people asked about you, I would jokingly say, but I'm, every joke is usually rooted in some reality. I would jokingly say like, oh, you can't meet her because she's cooler than me. Aww. But like the joke too is like, because you're going to like her more. Um, but I do think like the, I, on paper, I used to feel really insecure about that, right? Because you really? always got better grades. What? You always like ran faster and you um, did all these cool things. Like, you know, you like um, rode a motorcycle and you like, uh, you, you like, you just did cool things. That, um, you were but, like, oh, she like went and did that thing. That's but cool. But you did things like, too that I don't do. Well, you but did, like, had a whole fashion show. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Your first semester at NYU just decided to put on a fashion show. It didn't just Made decide. every... I, Actually, I talked about this if you listened, which I know you didn't because 
well, you told me you didn't, but um, to the <laughs> solo episode <laughs> that I released on Wednesday, I talk about how my relationship with Wednesday fashion. Wednesday as in today? As in today. It came out today. Oh. My relationship with fashion and how um, I used to want to be a designer. So Why listeners will know. But no, I'm saying that this. I'm saying you did a lot is. of cool stuff too. But I think it was just the thing. You know what it was? It's probably growing up, we were all put in the same activities. We all both did dance. We both did choir. Mm-hmm. We both did whatever theater everything cheer so when we went our separate ways it's kind of like oh now it's like seeing what happens when we go separately we don't do everything the same but you're gonna look at me and be like oh that's cool she's doing that i don't want to do that but she's i would say like cheer i don't know why it felt like my thing even though we both did it and you know part of it and i wonder you did it first Oh, but okay, I so introduced I it to you. Yes. I, so, oh, can I tell the story? I'm the one that wait, dragged you to the pop one. I want to tell the story. And I, you're the one that signed up. Uh, wait, I okay, just didn't end this one. Ta- okay, well, I want to tell the story. Okay. So here's the story. I've dropped my podcast voice and I'm in full twin voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm in full twin Which voice. Which one is it? You can't I'm tell us full t- Oh, I didn't even think about that. We have the same voice. So yeah. it's going to be quite hard for you guys to Maybe tell I should purposely do it. Who's talking. So just the funny one's me. Give all the jokes to me. <laughs> so this is a story you just made me think of i wasn't planning on telling it but you made me think of it i'm sure you'll remember we both wanted to be cheerleaders because we we're both very much um uh some may say victim i i say um uh uh brainwash no not that's not even the word what's the positive version of brainwashed um affected influence we we're both influenced by um american cinema and mainstream media right so we both thought cheerleaders were very cool at a very young age because that's how the 90s were right yes okay so that was the foundation i'm just saying this to be like we weren't weirdos for like wanting to be cheerleaders but this is you being a weirdo is then once we went to the (laughs) library and you like you've told this story you rented a i feel like um, you've told this on your podcast because i remember no i haven't you rented a um, told it on something book that came with a video like a vhs about (laughs) cheerleading and it was like this video that you could watch with these the cheerleader girls you did were tell like, it on the episode i did with you because i remember you're talking about how weird oh, it was that was a patreon oh, okay, so okay. if you guys did, weren't on the patreon you missed the story in the video so this is for everyone now sorry if you were on the patreon but in the video this girl like um you have to put the vhs in and then she teaches you how, That's to how vhs cheer. works right but she like te- yes well i have <laughs> some young listeners i'm very young my demo's young um I'm just kidding. I don't know how old any of you guys are. Um, But so (laughs) this girl would like teach you how to cheer. But like, that's not something you're supposed to learn on VHS. You're supposed to go out there. You have a team. You're supposed to cheer. But she'd be like, and this is the toe touch. And then she would do it. And then she, I just remember being so impressed because she was so flexible. And she like did this thing where she like put her head between (laughs) her legs in a hamstring. And I was like, whoa. And I remember like being like, whoa. I want to do that. That's cool. Anyways, so you brought this video home, and then and then that's <laughs> what started this whole cheer craze. Yes. Do you remember that? I do remember <laughs> this. Yeah, because I remember. I, well, I think it was because uh, uh, Julie Tran, she was a cheerleader, and then I wanted to be cool like her. So then I brought you to – well, she told me about Pop Warner. I brought you to the meeting, but then I don't remember why I decided I didn't want to do it, but then you fell in love with I it, so you, you joined. I think you piano, that's why. So you didn't quit piano, and I needed you, Oh, activity. right. Well, I, the only reason you went was because I – you didn't know about it. I took you because I wanted us both to do it. And then I decided not to do it. So you ended up doing it. But then you really loved it. I, I did love it. I, and um, then we both did it in high school. And then I always kind of felt like like cheer was a thing I was really good at. Um, so then I liked it. And that's if you're good at something, then you like it. Okay. So that's that's my mini story. But Jen, we've come to the part of the podcast, which okay. you know very well, <clears throat> where I'd like to ask you, is there anything you'd like to tell me? 
Sure. Well, I had a hard time thinking about things because you know a lot about me. So I kind of gave you a couple of choices and this is the one you I sort love of when s- you pull back the curtain, even though I said, don't do that. <laughs> oh, uh, you did? No, no, it's fine. I, you're well, supposed to just go into I'm, but like you're not the first person that's done this but I always tell the guests there's going to be a moment when I say is there anything you want to tell me and that's your cue to tell me and then they're always like is this the part where I tell you and I'm like <laughs> well to be yes, fair you did is. not tell me that uh, but I have listened to a lot of your podcasts so I did know that um, <laughs> anyway I'm just dancing around because it's a kind of an embarrassing alright um, let's do this again Jen yes. is there anything you would like to tell me well, sure. Um, my confession is that when I was younger, I thought I could control my period. Like I thought I could make, like I decide when it could start and stop. Hmm. And to explain this, it would be like, well, you know, when you're like in middle school, actually lies because I got my period in eighth grade. So mostly high school. Um, when who, did you get yours before me or did I? You got no, yours got first because you had a summer of period grade. party. I didn't have a period party. My friends at summer camp threw me a period party because I was so sad. Was it a red red velvet cake? No, (laughs) they got a cake from Safeway and it and and it was a period cake. Yes, period cake. Was it round? I don't actually think I was that upset. I think it's just one of those things where, um, the kids who had gotten it or knew what the significance. I thought it was like to celebrate like your womanhood. I think so, but I think it was the people who knew the significance of having a period. Um, wanted to make me feel better because you don't know some people do cry when they get it because you feel like something's lost like if you're like carrie who nobody told you that happens i didn't watch that i don't watch i didn't watch it i just Um, i read the beginning of the book no it's like when some people cry because she does she gets her period and she doesn't know about periods well when things change right it's sad right sometimes for people everyone reacts differently or some people get scared or they're like what does this mean you Mm. just feel something's different right it's or you get excited but also, you get cramps, so that part hurts. But anyway, so my friends were, um, I think she was trying to show solidarity. And also at summer camp, and if everyone gets behind, I think it's fun. We all get cake. So they bought me a cake. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, so I remember <laughs> you got it first. But um, uh, so wait, what was I saying? Oh, oh yeah, so you I, got yours in eighth grade. Yeah, to, to, to elaborate, the reason I thought I could. Did you will it into existence? No, I didn't. I, I wasn't really keen on, I, I mean, well, I guess I wanted boobs. And I thought after you get your period, you get boobs, which never happened. But well, sometimes it happens. <laughs> it didn't happen. It'd be weird to get I'm it before waiting. you get your period. But. Um, the, but what I thought was like, if you know you had a vacation, you're going somewhere and it was inconvenient. I, I would always be like, okay, let me plan. So I get it first. And then that I finish it by the time we go. Or if it can't, like depending on the weeks. Mm-hmm. or I would wait till after to get it. I thought I could, like, control that with my mind. When did this first happen? Because was it from the very beginning you were just like, oh, I have my period, but I know in the back of my head I can control it? Or was there a moment where you're like, I can control it because something happened? <laughs> I think so, but I can't remember details. It was so long ago, but I do remember, I think maybe after a couple times of me, like, willing it not to come and it didn't come, then I was like, oh oh but you know what there was one it's a little darker i guess but i guess we might as well go there um uh later on in high school i mean you know this because uh-huh. the junior year oh when you stopped eating. i stopped getting my period but it was because i because i don't want to say anorexia but low-key anorexia but it wasn't like to the point where i was hospitalized but 
Yes, I had an eating disorder. I, I remember this because I remember that you kept trying to tell mom, and then she kept just. Well, she being was like, gaslighting me. Well, she really. She was did. like, "Oh, she, maybe." Oh, you yes. What did she say? You literally would be like, "My hair's falling out, and I don't have my period, and I'm allergic to everything." And then um, we mom did go would to the doctor. Be like, no, she took. She you got the mad doctor, at me for. And the doctor was like, "Maybe we give her some estrogen," and she was like, "No, you don't need that. You'll grow out of it." And it's like something's wrong with Jen. Well, the main thing. Okay, let me let me rewind here to why I brought this up is the period thing because I I did stop getting my period and then it just stopped for a year and a half. Wait, give me the timeline. So you got your period in eighth grade, mm-hmm. and then when did you first start controlling it with your mind, or you thought <laughs> you thought you could? I mean, I you know what I it's hazy. I don't remember exactly. Vaguely, do you, can you connect it to like was it the same year, two years later? When did you first? Wait, start how did I get like, it in eighth? There's no wait, wait. We went to Hawaii in seventh grade, and I had my period no, in Hawaii. No, we went in eighth grade. Oh, okay. Then it, that made sense. Um, it had to be after Hawaii, because Hawaii... So you were like, we're going to Hawaii. I don't want to we get bit like Hawaii shark. And I, I need to make sure I'm not bleeding out of anywhere. I did have my period. If you remember, we went with choir. It was such a fun time, but the whole time was sullied, uh, figuratively and literally, um, by my period, because uh, as... Like, I had just gotten it, right? Probably. So you can't go swimming. Probably a couple can, of months. Well, yeah. Well. You, so I had just gotten it a couple of months, probably, right? Because eighth grade. And um, we, like, mom was one of those kind of like, don't use tampons. Like, sure. I don't remember why she, she didn't remember. believe, she didn't believe it would like do anything to you. But for some no, reason, she just I didn't remember. want us to She use didn't want us to use tampons because. Because she's Asian. She like, people in Taiwan did no, not use it's them. Because I can tell you exactly what it is. It's it's the idea of something going into your vagina. Totally, it is, and and that's not an uncommon belief for some more conservative parents. Um, it is an outdated belief. Like the virginity is not something you can. It doesn't exist. It truly doesn't. Virgin like it's been disproven. It's an idea used to like keep women in line. But the idea of virginity, there is a physical component, and that component is things going into your vagina. No, but if it, even if it's just that, the the. The hymen does not yes, get broken. But it's still in, yeah, yes and no. Like you can th- put a tampon on without breaking your hymen, but it is still in your vagina. It is. It's okay, anyway, okay, okay, so this is getting no, uncomfortable. Um, I'm it's still in there, which means I could see a conservative mom being like, "I don't want them touching their own like hoo ha because like who knows what who else is touching right, that? So, it's better if that's just a no no zone, right? That's what they that's what they say. <laughs> This is the thing. Ew. I don't so think gross. this. Um, let me. It's not uh, yes, gross. I know, it's I the know. body. No-no zone. It is gross. That <laughs> Imagine if someone came up to you and was like, that's a no-no zone. You know what? I will say it's even grosser thinking about full adult parents controlling their kids' genitals instead of just being like, here's how your body works. Have fun and be safe. Like, that's much. Well, I think you have to. It's way more creepy to be like, nothing goes up there, honey. And you're like, oh my God. Well, like, no, I think parents should have some kind of like guidelines. I think they should teach you know. to. Be, be safe i think they, they should learn. teach you more information has never hurt anyone right okay so anyway back to the thing so yeah so tampons were not an option so then um you know the giant pads it's supposed to be diva can't cups go in i think diva cups existed but if you can't wear tampons you can't for sure can't do a diva cup also pre um pre thinks pre any type of underwear that might have made this easier i whatever thinks also the same the <laughs> idea like if you go like okay you, you can't go in a body of water with pad because it's just not <laughs> nice to everyone around you because you might be fine, but then, but also it's the ocean. So there's a lot of grosser things that go in the ocean. Yeah, the sharks in the ocean. Yeah. But, but so I thought I couldn't swim in Hawaii. Like I wasn't going to be able to go in the water this whole time we were there and it was so nice and everyone went swimming. I think I did end up going finally like the last day because I kept being like, I can't swim. I can't swim. And then, you know, when you're a kid, you're embarrassed about your period. So then um people were like why can't you swim 
you don't know how to swim and then and then uh-uh. i was like i just can't and then some like old man or some like local person was just like just come in the water so i think i did end up going in the water but i probably didn't go in all the way that might have been towards the last like towards the end when i wasn't um you know let's, Bleeding not, heavily. let's not be all <laughs> super graphic but <laughs> i think it was fine by then but i think i still was anyway after that i think then i was like i need to be able to control okay yeah, so think- that was because so that was before you tried to control it i think so okay it had to be because that was early on Okay, so I know you don't remember exactly when you first started controlling it, but can you remember a specific time, the first time you remember that, like a specific time where you're like, it worked? Anything that you wanted? Was it a dance competition? Was it like a trip or what? Yeah, I don't think I ever had it when we had competitions. How how would we have with your mind trying to control it? Probably, because now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I don't think that would have worked. Like, okay, we used to both do dance competitions and we have to either wear no panties or you have to wear a thong like they told you not to but i think all the girls did it because no one wanted to we I thought, competed on my period before we thought it was dorky to wear no panties it's funny because that's that's so funny thinking like ki- as kids we're just like that's dorky we want to wear thongs but now it's <laughs> like as an adult you're like um anyway um but do you but it wasn't like that it happened to not land it that it was actually like late or irregular because, yeah because of your mind control yes Okay, I'm starting to see a pattern here. I'm I I'll, I'm going to ask more questions and then I'll see if you draw your own conclusion. Okay. Okay, so Okay, go on. So what happened after that? Uh oh, oh, so what, what I I'm going to circle back to the in high school because also I remember when I stopped and then as it went on and I really wanted to get it back because I might ha- well, I at first I think I might have thought I stopped it on purpose because I I do remember specifically even though I don't remember specifically when I started thinking I could control it, I remember that when it did stop for a long time, that I started thinking, oh, maybe I just played with it too much. Stopped it too much. Yeah, I like kept trying to stop it and start it with my mind. And now now it's just broken and it stopped working. Mm. And, and then, what were these feelings when you say, maybe, were, you, were you neutral or did you feel guilty or ashamed? I felt a little guilty. And then finally, after a while, I've kind of made the connection. Like, probably it's because I'm not eating. But you know what happens when you have an eating disorder? You can't just will yourself right away to start eating. Because I remember feeling like, okay, now I want to... How old were you around the junior year. Okay, so, that, so if like three years have gone by. Yeah, and then I remember feeling like, okay, I really want to be normal, but I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop not eating, if that makes sense. Like, it was just, it's a, people, you know, people understand it's what it addiction. is. It's I'm sorry you went through that, because, you know, to be honest, I didn't really know how serious it was at the time. I, I, the way you're saying now, I'm like, I remember you going to the doctor. I remember you're ha- losing hair. But I also remember, you know, I was in my own world dealing with my own stuff, too. And I think we both um, had similar triggers and with different we outcomes. We were coping in different ways. I think we both yeah. coped in different ways, yes. Um, but, the, okay, do you want to hear my theory? Wait, I want to hear. Oh yeah, well, I want to. Yeah, I'll try to wrap it. Like I said, I I tend to ramble, but but basically, (laughs) what happened was well, long and short of it, I did get better. But the way I really got better was um, dance. Dance really saved my life because going to dance class, there were a couple times where I got so dizzy, I had to sit out like Mm -hmm. across the floors, and then I was like, shit, like I can't even dance and this thing I love. And then also there was a moment I remember we were doing the sit-ups where you lie on the ground and you have your feet go up and down, Uh whatever they're called. Um, And I looked at my hips and they were protruding and i freaked out and i was like that's crazy that looks not like my body and like i look like i'm dying so after that i was like i need to get better and then um then i don't remember you being that skinny uh, well it it wasn't like 
but that's why i'm saying it was like we were already skinny so uh, it was, yeah, a, we it was not a huge jump it was probably like 10 pounds less but um then i went to taiwan and i did the teaching trip uh and i remember that summer specifically it's weird thinking now because if i was a therapist i'd be like hmm, she was getting her confidence she went mm-hmm. she went to taiwan she started teaching and she was starting to come into her own but or- i went she was away away from some triggers uh, okay yes okay I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna let you say your theory but let me say so when i was in taiwan i remember specifically thinking because that trip it was a volunteer trip and they fed us and it was really nice we had everything all included like we didn't have to spend too much um no no i think i don't know if we paid up front or whatever but the point is we had food they gave us every day um and so i remember thinking i'm going to be good and eat this food because it's provided it's be a way you know it was just there i didn't have to buy it or anything and then i remember you always feel like you had to be good like was there who was telling you what was the good thing or the right thing? yeah i know what you're trying to get at but i want to finish this stuff before i get anything i'm dissect oh i don't know yes you're right you have plenty of time by the way i feel you're you're rushing through this story and that's fine the hope this is an interview with you and so you have plenty of time i just like to ask about things that i hear that are interesting so don't feel like you have to rush through it Mm mm-hmm but something you said did interest me. You say yes. you said um, you felt like you had to be good. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, I like guess I should say I should good, say more right for to do, the readers, yes. the listeners, because I think I keep feeling like you know this, but then I'm like, oh, duh, because you grew up with me. But yeah, I mean, I did feel like I always had to fit into. Yes, that's how I felt all my it life. Wasn't that what I had to you be wanted good. to do, but there was some force out there being like, this is the good thing, and if you are step out of line, oh, oh to happen. eat. Uh, like there's a no, lot of, I think there's wh- a lot of you right now I'm hearing like adhering to these like invisible rules. Like yes. who's setting these rules? Uh mom, no. Yeah, maybe mom. <laughs> I think a lot okay, of it elaborate. a lot of it was when we were growing up. I think a lot of it was mom. So you just felt like there was this kind of invisible hand ready to slap down if yes. you did, went out of line. Okay. I literally went through I some I can relate to that. Yes. Literally went through some poetry yesterday. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I sometimes just look through my old files. Cuz you're about to turn 30. That's uh, what you do. Yeah, maybe. I think I was looking for something, but I'm, but anyway, whatever. Somehow I found You're like this, I was looking for a genius, and I'm like, that's not. Somehow that good. I found this old, um, old free rides from like 2003, which I would have been eighth, eighth grade. grade. Yeah, and there was one, and it was like like bother, and it was like about this fly like persistent bother and like i was like uh-huh. the nagging voice and like my uh-huh. eyes are caking from crying with makeup it's not good poetry but uh actually it's not bad actually when you read it. i was like this could be like an emily dickinson poem published in something um i feel like i was better at poetry in eighth grade than i am now um you know why i think teenagers who not all but the ones who are good at poetry are better when they're younger we don't filter ourselves when we're young well that because your brain is literally developing right so like poetry is like a little abstract it's the raw feeling but through like words that don't necessarily go together Uh and your brain literally doesn't know how to actually put words together yes and you're in school so you're constantly being educated and reading other poetry i don't really unless you take the time now to read like you kind of dumb down your vocabulary but my vocabulary was much better back then. I was reading these poems and they have way better vocabulary. But yeah, but definitely there's that feeling. It was just like that you can't run away. And some of the other poems, it was like about that. Like they're kind of like being, trying to run away or like trying to feeling mm-hmm. like you're stuck under the thumb, kind of that feeling. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, I want, I, okay, I remember this now. Okay, so it's okay. I know you don't, you, you don't like to get so personal about family stuff, especially since I do it in jokes form usually and that feels like it, uh, it softens the blow a little. So um i don't mean to push you towards saying anything i'm just interested because like 
that's what I thought you were going to say, but I don't know because this idea, like sometimes you're hard on yourself too because you have this expectation of what your life is supposed to be. And so you're like, I want to be good, but I don't feel like that's what I want to do. So that that's kind of what I was getting Maybe. at too because sometimes I feel like that's the thing I should do and I know it. I don't feel like I want to yet, but I'm going to do it because I know it's the thing I want to want to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, so much to unpack because a lot of it is just the way you brought up, but a lot of it is just society. Like, we're just expected to fall into the line, right? Um, so you ate all this food. Oh, yeah, so going back to that, I remember a distinct moment. I remember I was staring at fish on the table. Um, and, thinking, and he was like, don't eat me. <laughs> I was like, my friends are all dead. No, I remember thinking I, I have to eat it <laughs> because I remember thinking this will give me the protein to help me start my period again. And I was like, I want to... I want to dance better. Like, How long did you stop your period for? A year and a half. But I remember thinking that... Um, well, so see, we went past the thing I was going to say, my theory. Because oh yeah. it was about oh yeah. your period. Yeah, so I'm going like, circling back to the period okay, thing. Fine. So what I'm saying is that when I remember thinking... This in is a, probably nauseating for listeners. I know that we like, really period, go, period, period. No, it's not that. I mean, the way we talk, we like circle around so much. I'm trying to keep us a little okay. more linear. I'm wrapping this. I'm gonna you don't s- have to wrap it. We just have to go linear. I saw... Okay. It could go long, but linear. Yes. The reason I brought this up was because you asked me when I thought I could control it. And when I remember thinking, I got to eat this food, I got to get better. And I got to get my period back. After I came back from Taiwan, like a month later, or may- maybe it was, it was even in Taiwan. I can't remember. But I remember distinctly feeling like I willed it to come back because mm. I had a moment when I was like staring at the fish on the little <laughs> circle or what, what this calls Lazy Susans. Like, um, I bled for you. I remember so you th- must bleed for me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um (laughs) yeah but anyway just that was the moment i was like i'm gonna get it back it's coming back and it came back so i was like shit i have the power and then okay so this is my theory and i i'm really glad that you got through that and that that fish helped you get through that i um my theory is because we were talking about having an eating disorder and needing to like a lot of times people who have eating disorders um want to have some sort of control in their life right especially when Mm -hmm. you talk about using that to cope it's not true for everyone everyone has a different reason you know but specifically in your case you were kind of coping with maybe not having control over Mm -hmm. how you felt or how your life was going or you know things like that and this was a thing you could control and you're talking mm. about your period and wanting mm. to control it. Yes, I am a control freak. Could, no, Surprise. Not, how are you turning this into a negative? No, I, I am one. It's not a bad thing. I'm I saying like that there's a connection here between you wanting to maybe feel like something in your world is um, that you are connected to some part of your world that is not just chaos. You're not just free falling, right? Yes. So what better way than be like, I can control my own body. Both of these things, right? I can control my period mm-hmm. when it comes. That's literally your body, your lifeblood. And the other one is I can control how skinny I am. That's your appearance and how you appear, right? Well, a lot of the eating what didn't really have to do with being skinny. It was just not not controlling your intake. It's because of something people can't. I think that's where it came from. It would be like mom would be like, finish your food. and be like, what are you going to do? You can't control this aspect of my life. Everything else you control. But what are you going to do if I just don't? Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. Um, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm say, saying like you feel like you can, 
you have no control of your world, right? Because you don't know what's right or wrong. Like you do something and then all of a sudden you get yelled at for it or you try you try to figure out the rules, right? That mm-hmm. these like invisible rules that don't seem to make sense to you because they're so chaotic. And that's what it was like. You know, it's and you know, of course we love mom. I in case she might be listening and we love her, but you know, sometimes it's hard when you're living in a volatile environment that's unpredictable. Um, you can't get a handle on it, especially when you're a developing teenager. So instead you're like, if I don't know if A doesn't equal B, sometimes it equals C, sometimes it equals D. Mm-hmm. What do I do, right? To to keep saying. So then you're trying to like exert some control and understand some like rule, some consistent rule. And the consistent rule for you is like, if I don't eat, I get skinnier. It's not that you want to be skinny. It's just like, I know. Yeah. I, I see yes. a direct correlation to my actions and and uh, what happens after that? Like, if I do something, I'm going to have a consequence. So then you just keep doing it mm-hmm. and keep doing it until you're addicted to feeling like you have this control mm. to the point where you're even like, I don't want to be skinny, but I, gosh, I have this control now. I got to keep doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you're right. I think I have that a little bit where I like to see cause and effect. That's why, like, I like the gym um, because I like to be like, I'm mm-hmm. going to do this arm workout for X amount of weeks and I'm going to see again on this arm i like to be like and i can map this to my like specific things right and it's cool to be like i can map a thing and have it happen like it's like a little Mm -hmm. bit of like yeah because life can be so chaotic so i like things like dance or the gym or singing i like singing a lot because i can be like i'm gonna do these vocal exercises and i'm gonna listen to these artists whitney whatever people i know are good Mm -hmm. and study and then be like I went from A to B and not because I was born with any talent, but just I like feeling like I can have control over like. But that steps. is a talent. The talent to work hard and persevere is a talent. That's a skill because not everyone has that will in them. That's, that's true. But yeah, but no, but in <laughs> terms of con- I do think I have a little bit of a, a control issue. Well, that- what you're describing as an adult feels a little healthier, right? Because you're aware of it. You're putting it into positive, right? right. Yes. Anything can like you put input into someone and come out in different ways right you you know you like that's what you often see like if someone who's been abused they can become an abuser or they can grow up to like actually help abuse like the abuse itself is bad but and it's not nobody's fault how they react but you do see there's different choices we make in our lives and as adults we are held accountable and as an adult you like you know you have this addiction sort of or you had this tendency to like control and you're like how can i put this into a positive spin i'll go to the gym yeah so that's nice. Um, yeah, I don't think. Uh, I I think a lot. I I've talked. I, I mean, I, I never. For for me, the eating was never the way that I exerted control. But I think that's a very relatable thing. I think a lot of people have that where they feel like you be, be you become you come to a point where you can't stop even when you want to. Yeah, it was hard for a long time. I I, I mean, I even through the first year or two of college, I think that I was still kind of like coming away from it. So I had to be really careful not to like I don't do diets or anything like oh I I think there was in college I did have one moment where I would like the master cleanse or something but then after that I realized that like I I think I had to completely move away from that mentality of like wanting to control and now I can be healthy about my diet and I'm aware that like if I fast or you know for religious days Mm -hmm. or if I if I um try to do meal prep it now it is objective and i don't connect it with the control anymore but for the longest time even fasting like ash wednesday or um um, for lent 
I like turned it into an excuse to have control. So I would like, I remember one year, I think it was junior year. It was the year that I had issues with eating, but for Lent and I wasn't even Catholic then. I think I just took it as an excuse to fast. So I, I gave up a bunch of things. I can't even remember, but I remember just feeling like mm-hmm. how many things can I give up? So I like basically, I wasn't eating well anyway, but I was like, I'm just going to give up all these other things like, you know, sugar, but whatever. I forget mm-hmm. exactly what I gave up. But then after Lent ended, I was like, I'm going to keep going. Huh. I just kept going. At first, the reason was dad's uh, lawsuit. It was supposed to be like on May 5th or something that he was gonna, supposed to get a decision. So I was like, I'm just going to keep going till then. And then it got dragged well, out. Well, I feel like if you're going to say lawsuit, we should clarify. Um, it's that uh, uh, dad had a company and, and, and he got screwed over. And so we were fighting to, yeah, to yeah. get it rectified. Because I think if you throw out him. that word, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. To so, exonerate. And it, yes, it, it yes. did end up eventually got yes got getting resolved but i remember it get, got delayed and i was like oh i'm just gonna keep fasting and then eventually i think i just kept doing it because i like couldn't stop doing it did you ever feel when you were doing this not only was it trying to control but did you ever feel like you were like trying to punish yourself like because did because yeah. did you feel bad when you were doing it and then you did you feel good that you felt bad i don't know but a lot of it was no i think it was more for me like being like oh if i could do this maybe dad will win the case mm. or if i could do this mind control yeah the same with the trying to control my period it's like a lot of times i felt like i could bargain with god a little bit in that way if i just get my period dad will win no um <laughs> <laughs> it's um i relate to that actually now that i'm saying this i kind of forgot about this but i briefly maybe had a bit of that but it never really went down this hole and i think again we do have a privilege our body type just doesn't put on weight very easily um but i uh I I would binge sometimes. I never got full blown like <clears throat> overeating, but if I was sad, I I do have this memory of just like I would In always high school. Yeah, middle school, high school. If I was sad, I would like overeat. I think one time I ate like eight bowls of rice, but we were growing, so then I was like, just chalked it up. That's the thing, mom used to always say, like you're growing. Yeah, just chalked it up to like, wow, I metabolized that really quickly, and you know what? I did, but that wasn't why I did it. I wasn't hungry. It was like. This feeling I would try to like if I was sad eat until it hurt, you know. It's like it's like the food is you know throughout the foods in your stomach, the foods everywhere, Aww. and then you're just like, I'm, 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 and then you're like, it's that feeling of like feeling. Yeah, full. I think that's like bulimia. When well, did you try to throw up too? No, and it was never about so binge eating. That is also a disorder. Yes, binge eating. Yes, disorder. so I'm saying I went the other way. I went the way where I, uh, I felt really empty and I was trying to like fill myself mm. up with things. Mm. And uh, as an adult, it went towards i mean i've talked about this on the pod and you know but it, you know into substances and that sort of thing mm-hmm. so i think we went in separate directions in that regards but mm-hmm. it's just two sides of the same coin yeah i think we did and i like in tendency because i'm thinking about too in high school the other like socially too i think i withdrew the more pressure that came down from like in the home or whatever like made me just withdraw more so i didn't go out much and i remember distinctly sometimes you'd be like are you coming well you also were invited to more things but i think i made a point to kind of withdraw I remember because by senior year, like at first when we first moved, we changed. But I think that's a narrative you tell yourself because one of my first memories of like a thing that one only one of us was invited to was like, I think in like fifth grade, it was very young, maybe six. We're very young. I think maybe elementary school to this. uh, I don't, I I guess I can use her real name. Tiffany Fang had a birthday party and only invited you. I didn't know her at all, but this was like one of the first times only one of us was invited to a birthday party because. When you're very young, everybody in the class gets invited. Especially both of us get invited. 
and you went and I didn't go. I was invited. But at one point, I think I went by to drop something off or something. I don't remember why, but there was a reason. I don't remember. Maybe mom sent me. I can't remember. But when I went over, I remember ringing the bell and feeling really FOMO. Like, Aww. how come they don't just invite me in? And they didn't. I thought maybe they'll just invite me in. But they didn't because it's her birthday. She doesn't know me. Wow. I didn't realize that. You, so that moment, I remember being the first time that happened. But then you're right. In high school, more times. But then in high school, you make your own friends. And then it's well, not the, a Well, the thing. Tiffany thing is interesting because I didn't think about that. But I think just because she was in my class, she didn't know you. But now I'm thinking that's more on the parents because kids don't know. They're not going to invite someone they don't know. But the parents <laughs> should maybe think, oh, that girl has a twin. Maybe we should invite her twin. Maybe she didn't even know I had a twin. I, I'm sure she knew because... Well, and she may have also played a little mean girly at that t- age and time. I don't think I think so. she. There were only like six people. There. It wasn't like a big party. It was a sleepover. No, because I remember her being like kind of a cool girl. And so I do think there was like something with like yeah, yeah, that, maybe. me feeling like you were in a cool crowd. I, like if she was like a complete nerd. Like, no, I'm just kidding. I, no, I was I, I a wouldn't nerd. be jealous. Do no, you I'm remember just kidding. me? I was a nerd. I literally had someone well, put a cool. kick me on my doofus cool. sign on my back. She was definitely cool. And that was the feeling I had was that like you got to go to a cool thing and I didn't. I think I didn't realize that. And you know what? That uh, Now I'm thinking, I don't even, if, did mom, if mom made you go, I feel like that might have been her way of being like, let's try to make her feel part of it. But I feel like in a twisted way that almost makes it worse because it I don't like forces you to go. If she did make me go, but I definitely remember being at the door. Like I have this memory. I even, it's so hazy because memories are like that but i remember the feeling and i remember being at the door and i remember like some sort of ivy or plant or green so i was at the Ooh. door and and uh and i don't remember why i went by or was it to pick you up or draw i don't know but there was some time at some point i stopped by huh. i don't remember but well i well i do remember like in high school when we first moved um and then i remember crystal invited yeah, uh, but yeah, she yeah, invited she both did. of us because she knew i was a twin mm-hmm. she met okay so there was a junior and we were sophomores we moved to a new school and then she i guess every i didn't know this at the time but i guess her parties were like well known in mm-hmm. the school because she was like the head cheerleader and um she was like dating the head what was he russell quarterback? i don't know he was on don't, the football, our team, football but, team was so bad <laughs> but she no, uh, invited cool me because team. she saw that i was new and i didn't know anyone and she was super nice she's also asian which doesn't really mean anything but i think at the time there's a little bit of solidarity because you know when you're in new school sometimes people are clicky and kind of race mm-hmm. divided but she was very like she knew a lot of people in all different groups so she was like you should come to this party you'll meet a lot of new people and I didn't think anything of it at the time. So And she's like, bring your sister, too. She's mm-hmm. super nice because she was like, you know, you have a sister. You guys are both new. Uh, but then I remember your friends that you met, um, like Julie and them, and they're like, you got invited to Crystal's party. And they were like being really mean about it. And it made me kind of feel like, <laughs> oh. oh. But I have to say, because I do think Cause then um, they some were people jealous, from high school do get... still follow uh, me. And I do have to say that. They were just these are just high school students and we no, of all course. have grown but very much yeah nothing against I know them you can, it's so easy to fall back into memory high schools yeah, yeah. you know what i mean where you're just like that bitch but you're like no everybody has since changed and we of all course. have relationships yes with other people i just mean <laughs> that at the time i remember feeling sure, like yeah like oh this is a new friend i made and she's inviting me how nice and then i remember suddenly feeling like oh there's politics involved and feeling bad because i'm like oh not everyone was invited and I guess we're one of the only sophomores that were, and then I mean, then I think after that I stopped really wanting to go to parties because I was, I I didn't want to be involved in that. So I sort That's of that's interesting. You went that way, but I went the other way where I was like, I must be to go to more. Well, parties. I remember that because you start going out a lot, and then <laughs> I, I don't go out a lot. Well, you would go to parties, and then I sometimes I went I, out like three more times. Sometimes or I would go <laughs> with you, uh, but I didn't. Al- I also didn't drink, so it kind of made parties 
not as inviting for me anyway because it's just you're just around a lot of really drunk people like high school drunk is not like college but drunk. Are even it's like throwing up and passing out drunk that's true but even for like i didn't drink a lot in high school i drank um, i'll say this because i remember, don't remember i'll say because i remember counting one year to be like how many times i drink this year and it was literally four i remember you, counting and being proud of drinking four times what you're talking about like, you might have not drunk a lot but every time you drank you were passed out drunk because i had no, to drive you home so you're saying when i like i would binge drink for sure but i'm just saying this like relative thing memory is so interesting because i remember i had friends who drank a lot like every weekend they partied a lot and i had friends who went to the frat houses and the fr- friends who went well, to you the might park. be thinking like later like senior year no i'm because thinking like when i was a every sophomore a in for a young bio or whatever and the football boys would talk about how they're going to go to the park and drink and they do this and they pregame and i um and they were drinking and they were you know boys so they can drink more but i remember wanting to hang around there but like mom was pretty strict like we didn't really get to go out that much i i we didn't like get to stay out very late so like i remember one year it probably was sophomore year yeah because we went to prom sophomore sophomore year where i literally was like i drank four times this year and i was proud of it i was like need to get that number up because it was cool at the time you know to like be at a party and if there was a party and there's alcohol i would drink so literally i went to four parties yeah but oh the reason i brought (laughs) this up which is not a lot and that's a really nerdy thing to be proud of the reason i brought this up now i realized because you said the thing about how we went different directions because i remember thinking like oh every time i go to a party and there's alcohol and i don't drink that's a win because i didn't drink or like if we so i feel like i kind of put it upon or every time there's a party and i'm invited and i don't go it's a win (laughs) so i really i think i went the opposite way of you in trying to cope and find control in my life i would just be like what if i don't go and senior year like i didn't go to prom junior or senior nobody asked me either so whatever but i also didn't want to go on my own like we you know, talked about this on the pod you guys know the story um yeah i think that traumatized after getting asked by uh your guy nothing wrong well, about him but he meant to ask you sure so. what i will say is that i think extremes are bad okay so hot take there but the other thing is um i don't I think it's beyond like me binging and you withholding i think I also sabotage, and both of these are sabotage. I think they're both sabotage. Yeah, we're both self-sabotaging. You sabotage by making yourself suffer and feel like you're a martyr and blah, 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 and, like, punish yourself in that way. I sabotage by, like, breaking, um, like, if I, for example, said something like, I'm not going to drink, and I made a promise, I would, like, immediately find a way to break that. Even if I didn't necessarily want to. You know what I mean? Like, so my, it's like cutting, like, that sort of thing I would do, like, where it's like a, it's like a literal, like, release of, like, Oh, you want me to have a control? Well, how about I fucking throw it out the window and burn this shit down? Like, but you were like, so weird. We how about I button up the window and never come out? Like, yes. <laughs> I remember distinctly there was one, I don't remember what party, but there was just one night you were going to, you went out and then, I don't think I was necessarily invited, but maybe I was invited as your sister. I don't know. But you're like, are you coming? And then it's like, no. And then I was like, I got to study. And then I remember, I don't, there's, I don't know why I told this story. There's no story. You went out and then you came back and I remember feeling, ha, I didn't go but I just yeah you were even freshman year of college you didn't drink I I didn't drink and I I, I think it did carry on a little into college because I would go out sometimes because college was fun sometimes I still want to go but there'd be nice where I'd be like I want to study and my friends would ask me to go or like my friends you know sometimes your friends try to get you to go by being like one of my friends she was like well will you walk me to the frat part you know frat house uh. because I don't want to go myself so I was like okay but I took it really literally also I'm very not good at reading hints I just took it literally so I just walk with her 
I don't know why I did this. I was wearing my pajama boxer shorts. <laughs> but I think I did it to be like, you know, in college, everyone walks around in the dorms like sure, sure. half naked. But I did it because I remember thinking this way I won't stay out because I'm in my pajamas. So I walked to the frat houses. Also, at UCLA, the frats are like right next to the dorms. So it's not a, a huge okay. walk. But I walked in there and then she then she was like, just stay. Because obviously that was her plan. And mm. then obviously everyone you run into is like, hey, what's up? Oh, just stay. And then I was like, no, I can't. I'm in my pajamas like back in and they're just like whatever just say uh but i remember thinking like and then i got past the crowd and went back and i was like yes i made it i didn't go out but i would do that still through college a little it got better as i kind of was free from yeah we really were opposite because my freshman year experience was literally like okay i'm gonna do this paper um get text from club promoter yo what's up it's me you know adam glove you go get on my list get there before 10 30 p.m girls ring for free and you're like uh i could work for another hour and go or i could just fucking leave right now yeah let's fucking party and like literally <laughs> like w- many times would just be like fuck this shit and like walk out the door being like i'm screwing over t- but i'm not gonna my screwing myself over but i'm not gonna think about it till tomorrow morning because i'm just gonna fucking party and <laughs> but it was fine because i was smart and i would always come back and finish it but but i that was my mentality was literally like should I be good or should I fucking just like make the decision now to ruin it so there's nothing I can do about it? Yeah, the, both things we talk about in psychology, right? Where you self-sabotage because you don't <laughs> want to... The, the, like a thing that we do like before the a big final or something and like purposely going out because you don't want to feel like if you did your best and you still failed, then you feel like, oh, I did my best. And in your case, you didn't want to feel like you could just relax and maybe go and have fun because what if you didn't have fun and you got social anxiety? So it's much better to be like, I'm better than these people who want to try to have fun. Yeah, probably. There's <laughs> a li- Well, yeah, I think there's a lot of social anxiety. There was definitely a lot of me just being like, I don't really feel like I fit in. So I'm going to try and separate myself even more. Even though there were... So you didn't drink till you were 21, really? Uh, no, well, so I... Okay, so when I went to Taiwan, though... Well, I quit study- drinking four times before I turned 21, so... <laughs> It's not that I didn't, yeah, I very barely drank. I didn't like to get drunk. So I would sometimes have a drink to sip. But I also, yeah, it's weird. I like being known for being sober. Like I would go out and the people would be like, offer me a drink. And then I always have a friend to be like, Jen doesn't need a drink. She's, she, like, and then I start dancing. Because we used to love to dance, remember? So then people yeah. would be like, oh, well, we got crazy on the dance floor. So then yeah. people, I would always have a friend who'd be like, no, you'll see. She doesn't need to drink because people used to feel like they had to drink. Well, because a lot of people had social anxiety in in college, and they needed that to make new friends. To that, I'll say again: neither you or I, I think, are very noble because I think at the end of the yeah, day, they were we, both coping mechanisms. I think at the end of the day, well, I was going to say something meaner, which is at the oh. end of the day, we both <laughs> just want attention and to be known for something, and so. Yes. On one hand, you wanted to be the girl who didn't drink and was a party girl still. And on the other hand, I want to be like so wild that she's like fucking blacked out in the corner doing that. <laughs> God knows what. And so but not, neither of us were just like, how about I go out with my friends and just like have, have an OK time, time <laughs> and like get sort of drunk and then go home and have a fine night. And some people won't remember who I am and I won't meet everyone and it'll be fine. Like neither of us wanted that. Is, but that's yes. what most of your nights should be like most of your nights you just have a good if time. you're listening to this and you and this sounds boring to you i i urge you to examine your life this is something my therapist told me actually but okay if this sounds boring to you which it does to me and i'm aware of it so i've tried really hard to work through this if if this evening you go out you meet up with some friends friends they're not like your best friends they're just friends they're friends that you know and you have stuff in common with you've known for more than five years 
none of them are super hot and none of them are super ugly. They're all fine. <laughs> Everybody's fine. Everybody's comfortable. You go out. You have a few drinks. You don't have that many. You don't have just you don't have just one. You have a few, and it's n- nothing crazy happens. You don't meet any celebrities. Nobody sucks any dicks. It's you go home, <laughs> and you go to bed, and you had fun, but you nothing crazy happened. Does that if that night sounds boring to you, you should examine your life because that should be most nights out with your friends. It should never. It shouldn't always be like the craziest shit that's ever happened. You shouldn't find poop in your car. Like it shouldn't be that. No. You know what I mean? Like, but but some people live their yeah, people life are like addicted that. to like yeah. the thrill. And I think I was like the girl who was like something crazy needs to happen every night, and you were the one who's like I need to avoid something crazy every night. Yeah. Yes, this is true. Yeah, now that I haven't even thought about it until you said it that way, because now I'm thinking about it. I like went to great lengths to like put myself in positions where the temptation was all around me and like purposely not. (laughs) I was a promoter in Taiwan. Yeah, I would like stay out to like four or five a.m. I never drink. I never drink. And I sold. I would sell these tickets like I sold tickets to Pitbull concerts. I sold 30 of them and I would I went. It was all my all these I studied, sold them to all the study abroad kids because I knew they all wanted to party. It was like an easy job to have as a promoter because yeah. I, you know, so I, I got I didn't get paid too much, but I got a little bit of money. And then I went with all of them, walked them in and then was like, bye. I didn't stay for the concert. And it was in like a faraway place. I think I had this problem You're of like, like wanting to, sin. I like wanted to make a point <laughs> to myself. I don't, it wasn't conscious. It's not like I looked down on that. Like I wanted to hang with them, but in my head, I truly convinced myself I needed to study. So I went, I walked them in and I was like, I think I saw Pitbull come on, do one song. And then I was like, I have to study. And I left. And that is so. And do you feel twisted now because having- I did not one hour an extra hour of studying would not have do you feel now <laughs> that many years have passed because back then you might have been like and this is in, i'm putting all this energy into piggy bank that one day will pay off for me right of me being good right because you're banking up goodness do you feel now that a decade has passed or whatever now you're about to enter another decade do you feel like you banked up anything and you're like thank fucking god i was good or are you just <laughs> like it doesn't matter how does it feel no, does it feel it- like you banked up something no, it's something I actually have to work through in therapy now because I have to like make understand I have to let go. Like and if you haven't gotten your like if you if if you're studying, if you're not like at a point by the time night rolls around and the concert comes up, it's not like you're going to get that much better by staying in a couple extra hours mm-hmm. to study. So, you have to have balance in your life where you're always working hard so that you can have nights to go out. I think what I used to do is I wouldn't really work hard. I would like dawdle around and like twiddle my thumbs. I don't know what I was doing. I would I would go to dance class a lot. I didn't really. I would always be well, in. We dance both class. filled our lives with a lot of activities. Yeah, I was always in dance class. Like the first sem- first quarter of co- uh, college, I scheduled my classes so I only had classes on uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I spent Tuesday and Thursday eight hours a day at the edge. Mm-hmm. I would take a bus because I didn't have a car. I'd go out there. I pack a little lunch from Pre-lift, the cafeteria. Yeah, I'd take three classes in a row. I'd like be like shaking by the end because but you know i didn't have a car so i couldn't go anywhere i had packed Uh a little sandwich but i would do that because i wanted to dance but so i wasn't really like spending my time the best way i could if i really Mm -hmm. cared about studying but it was just a way of having control of like i'm gonna do this because i can and i can't control partying but i can control studying that's what i um i actually really have you seen the movie book smart i actually really liked it um i didn't think i'd like it to be totally honest but i watched it on the plane and I liked it. Uh, but in the in the movie, I'm not going to spoil it, but 
not that anyone who hasn't seen it now cares, but <laughs> in the movie, the two main girls are like, their whole thing is they've like been good all through high school, like get good grades, gotten to Ivy Leagues, and it's the last day of school, and they're like, fuck yeah, we made the right choices, yeah, we maybe missed out on partying, but we're our goals were set and they were met. And then they find out that like all the popular hot people at their school who were like fucked around and were like, like the traditional, like, you know, the athletes, the dumb jocks, they all got into Ivy Leagues. They're all going to great schools and they got to party too. And they have friends. And so they're like, fuck, we did this wrong. Well, do you remember that? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I know you said some people listen to your podcast. so I won't say, but there was a girl who quit our cheer team uh, and she did it. Mostly, I don't think it was her fault. I think her mom. Her mom was from China. Oh, I remember that. Her mom was from China, and then she came, and the mom mm-hmm. actually came in and like yell. Did she yell at Miss Thomas, or she at least? But she basically, also wasn't a good cheerleader. But she yes, but also <laughs> she came in and was like, she's wasting her time doing this. Like she needs to study. And then I remember, she, I don't think she got into as many, sc- or maybe she whatever. But I think most of the cheer team we got into the schools we wanted. So then it was like, you don't oh. be an elitism about colleges here. I know uh, us at our high school, we had this weird hierarchy about certain schools. I would say whatever school she got into probably no, but, but, was actually pretty good. Yes, but my point but was, was considered bad by our little dumb elitist brains. I will say that because there are certain schools that even I am like, I thought that was bad. I don't think, I don't, I don't know good. if she got into good or bad schools, but I, I just remember thinking, oh, everyone. There's no such thing. Yes. You but, gotta take away the good and the bad yeah, qualifying a school. The, these are all colleges where you can get an education. Yes. The point wasn't her. The point was that everyone on the team mostly got into what they wanted. So then it was like, oh, you can just cheer and also be good in school. You don't have to like quit cheer. You can be hot and popular and smart. Are um, you, oh, okay, no. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say. Oh, no. She, uh, you're going to say she's mind. not hot. Okay. No, not her. What? Never mind. I said too much. <laughs> Just kidding. Wow, you heard it here first. I, uh, the nice girl is actually mean. The cla- cat has claws. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> the DJ house cat has some claws. Oh no! Don't hate me. Um, I'm just trying no, to be funny. No, I know what you mean, but the so that's our school is just not a traditional school in the sense of like clicks that you would see in TV. It's not an 80s movie. The t- I don't think that <laughs> exists anymore. The time. The, the tie-in was that I said you spending all this time baking up and now you're much past that years later and you can look back. My thesis or theory is that actually many of your friends probably didn't do that and they're still your friends and your peers and in the same place as you are. So what I'm trying to say is I'm agreeing with you that it, it didn't really matter. You think that if you control a certain like time of your life that you're setting yourself up for this golden age down the road where you can like bank it up and use it all. Like, but the truth is every moment matters and you should just use every moment the way you want to. Mm-hmm. Yes, well said. Because you don't really get that, right? Like sometimes you think, oh, if I do a bunch of extra credit, I can slack off later. Like there's a little bit of that mentality. You know, I, I think that I didn't have that so much. Like the banking thing. I, I was actually just talking to mom about this. I think that she was like, why do you do this? I think I withhold stuff for myself almost because I'm afraid of what's on the other side. So I think a lot of it is m- less about banking and having a golden think moment. You're going to lose it, but if you don't have it, you can't lose uh, more it. More about yeah, more about just not not letting myself achieve what I really want because I'm so afraid of getting it and losing it. That's interesting. Well, I feel like that's uh that's very that's like a breakthrough thing to think. Meanwhile, I sometimes lose. Well, I don't know what I do. I've gotten better. I will say I used to be a sabotager. I do it less now. I mean, I, I quit drinking for over a year and that, that definitely like was a big milestone for me because that's not something I really thought I could do because the way that I was using alcohol was very much like coping. And now I'm like very comfortable just like having a drink or not. And it's and I actually find that's my new 
my new place I like to be and it could change in the future and I'll adapt with it. But I was becoming extreme about being sober, kind of the way you're talking about. I think our personality is both like extremes. I hit like over it's the Scorpio in us. It's yeah. Scorpio season, guys. Well, I hit this like milestone of not drinking. And then I was like, I'm going to do it forever. I want to be sober 20 years, 100 years. Like I was like, I'm going to be that girl who never touched a drop. But then I was like, what am I getting out of this now? Like this is the wrong addiction. It's the addiction to feeling special or having this thing. When really what I want is actually just to have a healthy You just lifestyle. have to examine because I played around with wanting to be completely sober and not. But I don't have. Uh, well, you're afraid. It's the fear that you can't handle it. And some people can't. But I'll say being completely honest with myself right now in my life i feel the best course of action is to have a healthy relationship and that's the best way for me to learn for you me have to, to say, know your bounds because if yeah. you if you're not sure if you can control it then if you've had a history with alcohol abuse like for me i don't tend to gravitate towards addiction towards substances i'm addict I, I, i'm not an addictive person towards things like yeah i just don't get addicted to like alcohol. i can't really drink too much i don't really have a desire to but i get addicted to like certain feelings mm-hmm. like love or like like Sure, like uh, sex and love addiction. I don't That's think I thing. have. I don't have a sex addiction, but I, I definitely notice that. Like, I'm always in a relationship, right? And I'm like afraid to not be in one. Yeah. So that that usually when you're addicted to something, it means you're using it to um, escape something that you're not looking at, you're not feeling within. Yeah, about being yourself and and yes. being authentically you. I feel like a lot of it is like you can frame yourself against another person when you're with someone, but. When you're by yourself, then it's like, well, if someone else likes you, then you can like you because you like that person. But can you just like you when it's just you? Yeah, I <laughs> there's a lot of things I'm working through lately because I'm realizing the idea of being like authentic. And I realized a lot of my life was just like I wanted to frame myself against others. Like what? Like you said, being good. Like what is considered the right thing to do here? So I'm going to do that. Mm. Or in this situation, what's the right thing? But what about like just what I want to do and just do that? Yes, I think that's what I'm trying to get at when I talk about alcohol is like, I was leaning on being like, well, if I just never touch it, and I just know that that's a course I can stay on, they don't have to worry about like, having a healthy relationship, because I don't have to have any relationship with it. But now I'm kind of like, very happy with myself, because I can go for months without drinking, or I can have it and then have a drink and then not drink again. And I, and I really like feeling like, you know what? It's health, that's healthy. A healthy relationship is being able to have a conversation and it's growing and you understand you listen to yourself and you listen to your needs and you don't lean into something just for the sake of like getting away from yourself yeah i think we're growing very cool well i'm (laughs) glad we're growing on the eve of our 30th um thank you for sharing your confession jen um i want to end with a game okay but i so i actually i i have two ideas but there's one i think might be more fun but we'll see if you feel good about this because you this is one that I don't know. So we're both single right now. Can I say that? Sure. Okay. Do you not disagree? No. Okay. So we're both single. And I thought that's, so I, we know each other very well, like you said. So I, I thought a game wouldn't be that fun um, if it didn't have to do with us. So the f- first version I have was I wrote a bunch of questions about me to see how well you know me. But then I'm like, that's just about me. But I didn't want to give you homework to write about you. So that's the first one. But the other one I think will be more fun is um, on Hinge, which is a dating app. They have these like profile questions now um, I've discovered. Very new. Um, hi, longtime listener, first time caller. Um, apparently they've got, if you, if you don't know what it is, it's a dating app, you know, you know what those are, but there's profile questions that are very specific, like dating profile questions. So I thought it'd be fun if 
we try to answer them for each other. Okay. So oh, answer like what you would do? Yeah, and, and then I oh. answer what you, right? Oh. Could that be fun? Kind of like you're like writing. in your voice? Kind of oh. like you're writing your friend's profile. Yeah, okay. I'm not great so at I have to doing pull your up. voice, but. Okay, so this is, these are all from Hinge. I didn't write these. Um, so there's a ton. You only have to pick three when it comes to making it, but there's a lot. So I'll just pick some random ones and then I'll pass it to you and you can ask me one. Wait, okay. so how does this work? I'll do one for you and then you do one for me. Okay. The same question. Oh, different question. You can do different ones. Or what do you think? Okay. Yeah, different maybe. Okay, so here's one. Um, uh, biggest risk I've taken. So that's the question. Or we could do it for each other. That could be fun. Biggest risk I've taken, I'll say, for Jenny. Um, it's weird that when it's, well, because you know, I go by Jenny outwardly, but yes, I'm you writing your profile for you. Um, I once wanted to know what it was like to have no hair, so I had my dad shave my entire mom, head. it was mom. Oh, had my dad, mom, shave my entire head and put it on YouTube. Or was it dad? It no, was dad because I watched the video. No, it was mom. My mom did it, but dad is in the they video. They both did it, they both did it with you. Oh, they both shaved my head, they both shaved, <laughs> had my parents shave my head for me okay and so you have to answer that for me and then look look for a question okay we'll do a few oh answer the same or answered answer the same would you say that's correct yeah that's a big risk i've taken so you can answer that one and then you can um, do another question biggest risk Teresa has taken you've done a lot of big things i mean remember this is supposed to get someone to try to date me oh to date no yeah. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> Oh, shoot, I'm blanking right now because I, th- I know you all of my life. So so many things you've done are so admirable. I, don't, I can't think of it. Uh, I mean, a bit, a one, okay, I'll go do this one because what I thought of. Um, you wanted to go to NYU and uh, y- mom didn't want to let you go. I think because it was going to be too expensive, but they didn't want to straight out tell you. But I think they were really hoping you'd go to Berkeley, UC Berkeley. Um, and you accepted and you declined all the other ones so that there's no turning back. And then you just told them, I just did it. And they were so mad. I think they were really angry, not at the fact that you would end up going to NYU, but the angry that you just declined everything <laughs> and scholarships. So you had like full mm-hmm. scholarships to mm-hmm. like Chicago and, and you declined all the full rides and you just went to NYU <laughs> and you were like, by the way, mom. And I, you knew, cause I remember you were like, I'm going to do this cause they're never going to let me go if we talk about it, which was the, the, what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. I think that was a big risk, but I think it was a worthy one because you thought at first, you're like, maybe I'll just go for a year and I'll figure it out. But you stayed, you graduated. And even though the loans were a lot, you actually owe less than me now. And I went to a public school. I went to UCLA, but I haven't, I, this is revealing too much, but I haven't really been paying my loans. This is like a lot to put on a dating profile. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> okay. So sum it up. Pick another yes, one. I, but okay. So the assignment is your, like, if I was like giving you my phone to write my dating profile, uh-huh. how would you answer this in my words? Like, oh yeah, literally has your friend. Okay. I rambled. Have you ever had friends? This is a thing. Comedians get lost. Friends go like, can you write my profile for me? Oh, so that's kind of the inspiration for this. So you can pick one and then answer. Okay. It. We'll do like two more. It's kind of late. This is a fun game, though. I kind of want to do this with other guests. Yeah. Um, I'm weirdly attracted to. You're supposed to answer as me. Teresa. I, uh, uh, I. As Teresa. No, like, you're writing I'm it weirdly <laughs> attracted to. Uh, unrealized potential. <laughs> and dad bods. <laughs> Oh, wow. Drag me. Um, Just kidding. I do feel like you're thinking of specific people, and that really hurts, because um, I know you've met everybody I've dated. Uh, okay. 
<laughs> unrealized potential is like the nicest way of saying. Well, no, like, I meant that. In a, like, I meant that in a nice way. I meant that like people who you I you, see you see the best in them. Yes. I'm weirdly attracted to, for Jen. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh no. I'm weirdly attracted to shorter men. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And I just don't great, see. But height. you do have a pattern. You just don't see height because there's no height to see. I have short or hot, <laughs> tall. It's been a mix, Teresa. You, for some reason, people only drag you when you date someone who's shorter. No, it's, they assume I, you're supposed I'll to date someone tall. It's not, and I actually been ha- a pretty I've dated 50, shorter 50. men. I just think be- it's funny because you're so tall, and and you specifically have gone have a wanna- couple of your long term boyfriends have been like much shorter. So that's why it's funny. But and the it- other half have been really tall. Sure. Okay. Um, but you just forget him. <laughs> um. Oh. Okay, here we go. Um, I'll introduce you to my family if I'll introduce you to my family if um oh, okay. I'll introduce you to my family if you go to therapy and you're not offended by loud fast talking. <laughs> Wait, this is like for you, though. I feel like that's no, yours. No, it's for you, because I'm the one that would be like, excuse me, are you going to therapy? Wait, what? So you would introduce them to me. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like something that would make you feel like, I thought that question is like, that would make you feel like, oh, this is someone I want well, to take cool, home to my mom. You can interpret like, it however you want, but I okay. interpret it as why would you want to introduce someone to your sister, Teresa? Oh, I see. Okay, well, hold, when I read this, I'm going to interpret it the way, I re- read it as like, Oh, someone who, like, you know, they say that you would take home to mama. Sure. So what's your answer? So someone I would take home to mama. Uh, or someone you would. Oh, yeah. This is so confusing because I'm your family. It's a really simple exercise. Someone you would take. <laughs> I would introduce you to my family if I were Teresa. If. If you are uh, confident and ambitious in your goals yeah cool that's good okay we'll do one more pick a good one okay um my most irrational fear i mean spiders but that's like a but that's your fear i've gone over my that irrational oh you're not scared of spiders well i don't like them but do you have another irrational fear? What do you? What would you say? Ghosts. No, you're not that scared. Like spiders and ghosts. And you think spider that ghosts? Someone swipe right spider ghosts. <laughs> ghosts, dead spiders. Well, okay, I'll give you half a point for that. Um, I I have gotten over my fear of spiders. Do you have another fear? You I don't like of? spiders, but I've definitely worked through getting uh, over the fear. And ghosts, they're not all bad. Some of them I like. You used to have a big fear of spiders to the point you would like. I have an scream. irrational fear of dolls. Um, if I, anything with faces and then in the middle of the night, I don't like. If I if I wake up and I see a face, I don't like it. Like a clock, anything. Yeah, like that's I don't, scary. I don't like that. Um, my irrational, my most irrational fear is rubber gloves with no <laughs> hands in them. <laughs> yeah, you used to scare me with that. <laughs> so mean. You don't like rubber gloves. Mom, our mom used to have a uh, these dishwashing gloves that were yellow and they were scared it's because there's a goosebumps type uh cover that had hand, mm. hands and that scared me 
Well, Jen, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I feel like I've gotten to know you. I feel like our listeners have gotten to know Yay. you. And uh, once again, those were her um, profile answers. So if you guys want to date her, she is single. Uh, you can tell, <laughs> tell the listeners where they can find you. Please do not DM me. Um, housecat, H-A-U-S-K-A-A-T. And you DJ. You can fo- watch her spinning all around the city of L.A., um, and you can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod on Instagram. Follow me at Larissa T on Twitter and Instagram. And w- you can join the Super Confidant newsletter for $5 or more. PayPal.me slash you can tell me anything. Thanks, guys. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>